Hi everyone, my name is Fatima Garcia. I'm a kinesiology major here at Cal State East Bay and starting this fall, it'll be my fifth year. I chose the topic of systemic racism in the NBA because it is something that goes past people's mind when watching sports, especially basketball. It's a harsh reality that there still remains a pyramid of racism within sports. However, based on the case of George Floyd, may he rest in peace, it's prevalent that there's still racism going on in modern day society. Ultimately, I personally became aware of these issues after reading NBA champion Andre Iguodala's book, The Six Men, and taking the class Racism in Sports with Dr. Miller here at East Bay. These topics are important for the public to realize so that inclusion can happen behind the business side of sports, specifically the NBA. Too often we see the majority of players being black while the reverse happens with a majority of team owners being white males with little representation of people of color on that spectrum. So the specific research question that I'm asking is, is there a systemic racism pyramid in place for the NBA? I believe that this question will allow some people to see how prejudices can come into play when trying to break society's norm of racial categories, such as black kids wanting to become professional athletes and while white kids go to college and become business owners. This idea is linked to, the, to social justice on the notion that nothing is being done for these norms to change. It is a completely unfair system that needs to break off from the white dominant role and the poor black kids from poverty. I believe that for this change to happen, it's gonna take athletes themselves to take a stand and change the norms for the upcoming generation of players. An example of an athlete's power is how some of the top recruits coming out of high school have chosen to pick the NBA G League rather than going off to college. I think this is a great move that some of the top recruits coming out of high school have chosen the NBA G League instead of the NCAA, otherwise known as the college route. Uh, finally, these players have been taking their fate into their own hands instead of being exploited by a college who's just going to use their name off of likeness to gain money while they don't get anything really paid for besides education, although education is key to for a lot of things. Um, but for some of these these kids, these athletes, they don't want to receive an education. They just want to become an athlete and play in the NBA. So for them to have this influence and to have this power, it's just showing the upcoming generation that they can take faith into their own hands too and essentially be something bigger than just a pawn. I bet you guys wanted to know a little background history about the NBA. So here's some information about when it all started. So the National Basketball Association, also known as the NBA to all, was started in 1949 after the merger of two rival organizations. So who owns the NBA? The league is actually collectively owned by all 30 of its franchises. The idea behind the NBA is that there are 30 teams, each with an individual owner who essentially owns an equal part of the NBA. Overall, the NBA as a corporation was started by white males looking for a way to gain revenue through the sport of basketball. They finally allowed their first player, first African-American player, Bill Russell, six years after forming the league. Throughout his years of playing within the league, he was harassed 
with racial slurs while having his house vandalized by random people. It is evident that during this time, many did not agree with having African Americans become part of the league. Now, it is 2020, and although the NBA has been successful on the monetary side of business, no one speaks on how almost all of the players are African American men and how the franchise owners are white men. It is something that society has conformed due to previous racial issues such as the owner and slave mentality per Andre Iguodala in The Sixth Man. I think that for all this is going to be a touchy subject especially on the case of what has been happening lately within society, such as the George Floyd case, which sparked off many of the other cases to blow up, such as Breonna Taylor, um, I believe his name is Eric McLean, and just so many other cases that have opened our eyes to racism. It is also important to note how professional sports are presented to children in poverty. The kids that come from a struggling economic background see the job of an athlete as the ultimate dream. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in the NBA making millions of dollars just for doing something you love? Yet, these athletes have to sacrifice their body in the process of achieving that salary, while a white male can easily attend school and become a part of the business aspect. It may not be easy for them, however, it'll be 10 times harder for any person of color to try to become part of that business aspect. There's a contrast here of how black males are put in a category to become a player instead of an owner, and there is something morally morally wrong with that that a lot of us don't see. On the other hand, white males may see this pyramid of race within the system as make-believe. They want to receive an education and are pursuing an occupation that fits the category to achieve a large salary. Some may believe that if black men wanted to, they may also become a part of the business side if they receive the same education. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with this is that even if black men receive the same education or any person of color receive the same education, they would still have to face working for a white dominated corporation where they would see racial issues and struggles. What's wrong with this is that many black kids from poverty do not get pushed to become an owner instead of sacrificing their body. What's wrong with this is that we can still see the owner and slave contrast between between NBA franchise owners and players. A research paper that I have found describing this topic somewhat is called Does Racial Discrimination Exist Within the NBA? An analysis based on salary per contribution by, I'm sorry for the author if I blistered your name, Riguang Wen. As can be seen by the title, the key topic of this paper is if there is racism in the form of salary between players of color and white players. 
For the methods, it is stated that the sample of players for this study is composed from players from the 1999 to 2000 season all the way to the 2015-2016 season. Various sources such as Wikipedia, Facebook, Google, and Baidu Encyclopedia were used to collect the data of their ethnicities. The results show that black players have the highest salary, followed by white players, and then biracial players, followed by players of other ethnicities. Although these are the findings, I would also like to bring up how the difference in salary between black and white players was not a huge margin. The conclusions that were stated was that according to per contribution between black and white players, that from a salary perspective, there is not a form of racism within the NBA. Also, of course, because of deep-rooted ideology, white people may still remain racist towards black people. From this research paper, it is seen that there is no racism in the form of payment in the NBA. Even though this is true per the findings, it is seen and stated that the differences between the salaries of black and white players is not a large difference, as I previously have said. After reading this, I wasn't really that shocked at the results. When you think of modern day basketball players, you usually think of LeBron, Curry, although he's biracial, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, so many names who are African-American men. And there's not a lot of white males who are in the front and center of the NBA as a player. It's a great thing for the players who are people of color to be getting paid the correct amount instead of getting paid based on the color of their skin. However, I would also like to bring up how maybe these players are the highest paid players to compensate them and to keep the social norm of black men being only players. The idea of money is what continues to push forth the social norm of becoming a professional basketball player. At what cost is worth having to sacrifice your body, time away from your family, and working for an owner that you ultimately are a chess piece for? The media doesn't talk about controversial issues such as these and how the players are viewed as pawns for owners who can just trade them for underperforming as they please. This is a subject that people should shed light to, especially for the younger generation with in conclusion i have a lot of emerging views about the topic of racism within the nba or any sport in general i think it's important for people to become aware of these issues so that we together can push forth equality on both sides of the spectrum as players and business owners. And I think that society should put an emphasis on education rather than becoming a professional athlete. Although I love the NBA and other sports in general, I just think that pushing these 
young kids the dream of owning millions by sacrificing their body and time away from their family is just it's wrong and i think people need to become aware of these issues i think we need to work together and I, most importantly i think that there needs to be a group of athletes whether new or older to just speak of these issues and let the public let society know that it's not right so what i've learned so far is that per salary there is no racism within the nba that is per salary view only there is no racism within the nba I also learned that black players are the highest paid players within the NBA, followed by white players, followed by biracial players, and then followed by players of other ethnicities. I wasn't that shocked to hear that black players were going to be the highest paid players just based on how the organizations put these superstar athletes as the the franchise player or the the face of the organization. What kind of did shock me was that the margin between black players and white players wasn't bigger. Just because we don't often see white players being a face of the organization, so I thought like per these superstars, the margin of black players being the highest paid players was going to be a lot higher. This topic is important for upcoming athletes to avoid being exploited and to become aware of their options of being more than just a player. It's also important to change society's norms and influence the upcoming generations. Some things I would want to learn about this topic and still need to is how the players view this rather than just my own opinion. I would love to see how some players view their athletic status within society and how they view the NBA as an organization overall. I could just be seeing this one-sided just because it's my own question, my own opinion, and I think it's important for me to expose myself to situations where my my opinion may not always be the right one. I would get involved in addressing or acting against the injustice of systemic racism within the NBA by simply just researching more and gaining more awareness, more facts, and spreading it around, spreading it around to my peers, to my colleagues, learning more about it within my classes, and just to gain more knowledge on this information. A lot of people, they don't see the NBA as a kind of slave owner, slave mentality kind of corporation. 
because they just like watching basketball. What's wrong with all the players being black while all the owners being white? See, that's where many people don't see the problem until they think about all the players who are on the floor and all the, all the owners who are just watching them and using them as pawns. This is something that needs to be spoken out of. I think that personally, a professional athlete has to speak about these injustices before it becomes a big topic within the media. If I were to simply just rant about it, it wouldn't be the same as if LeBron James or Steph Curry were to speak about these injustices. I think that professional athletes are scared of losing their salary if they speak up upon these issues. So maybe the new up and coming generation may speak about it or players who will retire soon who don't face the fear of losing that salary. Either way, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you learned something from it, especially about racism within the NBA. And see you next time.